Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show, this 23rd of December, 2016 edition. This is the last show of 2016, and I will see you, of course, Resuming January 3rd, they had a mistake on my website. It said January 9th, but I'm returning to air on January 3rd, 2017. Things could not get more crazy as we head into 2017. And who better to join me than my friend Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. He really needs no introduction. And without further ado, because I want to jump right into the show, Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining me on this Last day of my broadcast for this year. Boy, Steve, what does the Illuminati have in store for us in 2017? Because I'll tell you what, 2016's been a barn burner. Welcome to the show, Steve. Good to have you back on. Well, thank you, Sheila. We're watching right now the absolute and abject panic on one hand, but the smiling uh, shills in the Illuminati, the globalists, absolutely initiating and trying to provoke World War III. Now, World War III will come, and even as we're on the radio today and just in the last 24 hours, Syria has uh, taken a different, if you will, turn once again. Turkey fielded 12 F-16 fighter jets. The Russian ambassador was murdered by one of Erdogan's bodyguards, which was, by the way, a controlled hit. And I want to share something I think that's very critical. These events, in light of uh, what I call the golf course factor, have got to be, quote, factored in. Whenever anything is really bad and seems to scale up world tension, you know who the entity hits the golf course, okay? Now, somebody can say, oh, that's really stretching at it. No, it's not. When he said, we know how to do stuff too, and this happens, and the additional assassination in Moscow, this is not what I would say any more of the Cold War, but this is the introduction of the uh, cause du jour, or the cause of the day, to initiate this. And I would say this, it's important, initiating this being World War Three. You know, Sheila, I lived through the Cold War. I, I wrote, forgive me, when I first started writing newsletters about Russian versus U.S. Cold War policy versus hot war policy, and now I see the unfolding, if you will, whether Albert Pike wrote 
the uh, World War III blueprint or not. Someone sure believes in that blueprint because they're following it. Now, here's the thing that I think people have got to understand, is that it is necessary to create World War III to bring upon the entity that will be known as the Antichrist. we got the false prophet. I mean, the guy in whiteness is, uh, you know, anti-Jesus statements that come out almost daily. I'm talking about the Pope. The thing that's important for people to understand is this. There is the plan to initiate World War III. The puppet masters behind the scenes, which I believe are fallen angels, and whether they take on the physical uh, looks of uh, someone who is a human being, the Bible says they can appear as an angel of light, but I believe that's who's orchestrating it. So I think it's important that people understand God's word is specific. He says he's going to destroy those who destroy the earth, but the attempt at destroying the earth is accelerating, in my opinion. So based on that, here's the thing, here's the disconnect. In order for the Imam Mahdi, the, if you will, Muslim Messiah to show up, there has to be World War III. And do you remember, Sheila, when Ahmadinejad, you know, or somebody said, I'm a, I'm a crazy job, or whatever his <laughs> name used to be, Ahmadinejad, yes. that's, I think, what somebody called him. He made the statement that if it were necessary uh, for, whatever, 51 million Iranians to die uh, in order to bring about the Mahdi, he would be for that. Of course, he lost his uh, position as the president of Iran shortly thereafter. But I think it's important for people to understand the bottom line. And, you know, I've used that, probably overused that term and abused it all these years. But when you cut below everything, there is a global plan to destroy all nation states. And only by destroying all nation states can they bring about the new world order, or as some people called it, the new world odor. And I think that's a better statement. If you look at the destabilization of the entire Mideast under uh, the U.S. government's tutelage, if you look at all of the arms being sold, you know, the biggest market in the world is the arms market, and then the attendant bank laundering of money and drugs associated with that, what people are not grasping is this, that the Trojan army of all of the Muslim immigrants is designed to destabilize this nation. We look at Angela Merkel, the blood queen. Even uh, Matt Drudge put a picture of her covered in blood. I think it was one of the uh, British Brexit guys that basically said that lorry that drove in and killed all those people might as well have been driven by Angela Merkel herself. Now flash, you know, flash forward to France, and I'll give it back to you. France is no longer France. So before us, we see the destruction of the EU. At the same time, we see NATO absolutely believing, or at least seeming to believe, that they can take on Russia. And, and last week, I think the Russian announcement, one of the most critical Russian weapons development announcements, is the fact that they have 100 megaton basically supersonic, you know, atomic bombs that can hit the coast and generate tidal waves, etc. And pretty much with just a few of them take out both the East and West Coast. Now, why is that important? At the time that we are at right now, we are in the most perilous period. Now, I believe Donald Trump is God's man. Do I believe he's morally superior? No. But isn't it interesting? He will allow Franklin Graham and others to pray for me. He's, a, I, you know, acknowledged the evangelical Christians that have prayed for him, and even below or underneath the veneer of the bravado and the bragging, that guy's a pretty interesting, humble man. You see, here's the problem with all of us, Sheila, me included, all of us. We need to start asking God to show us people 
from his perspective, not what we see with our eyes or what we hear with our ears. I remember a prophecy 15 years ago, and I, I forget who gave it on my, my radio show. I interviewed somebody, as you're doing me today. But the thing that they said is the Lord spoke in first person, and he said, the time is coming where you will not be able to believe what your eyes see or your ears hear. You must see through my eyes and hear through my ears. And then the scripture God gave, did not he who created the eyes see, does not he who created the ear here, and I think it's an important thing. There's a difference in perspective. Most of us all respond by an earthly perspective. Let's face it, we're humans, and, and we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, repented of our sins, but I get the fact that there's no national repentance except on an individual level, and except on there's so many Christians praying. I know that no one prayed harder than the Christians who saw what this world would look like under the presidency of Hillary Clinton. Now, I want to also share something. I want to encourage everyone to quit calling the Pizzagate Pizzagate. It's not about pizza. It's about child sacrifice and murder. And I've seen the statements that people have made, you know, the, the mainstream pundits. Well, they even believe that blah, 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 Hillary Clinton's involved in this or that. 900,000 WikiLeaks, and they're still trying to control the narrative. See, no one questions what's in the WikiLeaks. They're always trying to basically question the motive behind it. Well, the motive behind it is simply this, and I want to put everybody on, on notice. It's God fulfilling his word to reveal the sins of the leaders to their people and to the people. In other words, we know what our leaders are truly like, but even saying that, Sheila, people will still go on. The wise-ass comics, I'm sorry if that offends people, on uh, uh, you know, whatever channels they're on, the belittling and belligerent uh, rock and roll stars, the Hollywood uh, cabal of uh, open uh, Lucifer worship, the control of our minds by all the different mind control technology out there. And Marshall McLuhan said this, and this is what people have got to understand. Whether Orwell wrote about George Orwell uh, telepresence, we have now what you've heard me say, helipresence. And what we've got is God showing the true nature of what we all uh, believe to be normal, which is truly abnormal. And we're in for a total, I would say, this rearrangement of our thoughts, our habits, and our lifestyles. Boy, you nailed that one. It really is Orwellian's 1984 meets Brave New World the deceit, the dissimulation, the distraction, creating these docile consumers. We're taught not to think. We have this illusion of choice, but really, we're told what to think. We're spoon-fed our opinions with all the mind control, as you talked about. Like you said in the WikiLeaks, who cares who released it? It's about what's in those leaks. Again, controlling the narrative. And this ties in with the CIA cloud over... Jeff Benzo's Washington Post, I don't know if you heard about this, Steve, a petition urging the Washington Post to provide readers with full disclosure about, I'm talking about a major conflict of interest it involves the fact that the Post's owner, new owner, Jeff Bezos, is the founder and CEO of Amazon, which recently landed a $600 million contract with the CIA. Okay, so let me get this straight. You own Amazon, you own the Washington Post, and you have a $600 million contract 
with the CIA. Gee, I wonder how your CIA coverage is going to be. No conflict there at all, Steve. And then moving over to, you've got Obama working on this disinformation act, of course, fake news, and Snopes.com, we find out, is run by an embezzler, a hooker, and a dominatrix. That's going to censor what's really news? Really? Snopes, of course, linked in with the CIA, the same CIA that says, trust us on the election hacking from Russia. Of course, FBI saying, we don't have any evidence. Boy, it's too bad all these alphabet soup agencies wouldn't put the same effort into uncovering this sick, disgusting Luciferian, as you said, pedogate. It is absolutely crickets chirping in the pulpits about this whole Luciferian sacrificial child pedophilia ring. Nothing to see here, Steve. Well, I think it's the deal. They don't want to point out someone else's sin that may be in their own life, okay? And I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but I could tell you, and I won't do it, but I could tell you some horror stories about, quote, official Christianity, and I'm not talking about genuine men and women of God that serve, and they serve out of love, they serve out of compassion for their fellow man, but what I'm talking about is those who basically are naysayers or, or not at all sayers, okay? And I think it's important, Sheila, to, to understand this, that Judgment has already begun in the house of the Lord, meaning that most people who have left, you know, who just got sick of it, can no longer take now the truth. And that's what, and what does Scripture say? We've had this talk before, but God gives them over to believe a lie. So let's take it where we're headed. Turkey, remember this, Erdogan, the head of Turkey made the statement, there is no such thing as peaceful Islam, his statement. Islam is Islam. You remember that? And not one mainstream news article that I know of carried that, okay? Because here you got it, and this man believes he's going to be the head of the new Ottoman Empire. So where we're at in this is this, that Turkey and Russia seemingly came to an agreement. But obviously Russia, let me put it into perspective, Russia knows that they're surrounded by a sea of Islam. Russia knows now personally what it's like to have somebody using their uh, Islamic cutouts assassinate one of their ambassadors and assassinate another political figure in Moscow. And again, the idea that we can do some stuff too, I'm quoting the President of the United States, well, so can Russia. I I don't know if you've seen the story today, but I posted it on the Daily Mail. And by the way, I post the Daily Mail where that source is, because a lot of people just don't like the stuff they put on the right-hand side. They've always, they've got a partial nudity, and uh, movie stars are more important than World War III. But so I want to just share with your, your audience, the reason I do that is to obviously give them a heads up because people have sent me emails saying why do you even post that stuff i want to answer that because in some of the photo coverage of for instance the berlin attack there was nothing better in some of the devastation taken around the world there's nothing better i don't know how they get the photos they get but they do the best job of anybody in the world in my opinion when it comes to photo essays okay and some of the scientific articles and i even have people saying well nobody believes them and then and even from britain i said well evidently some Somebody does because some of those stories get wiped off my site or taken down or blocked 
more than any other. So what I'm saying, and I just want to share this, we need to grow up. Obviously, no one needs to expose themselves to something that literally would be provocative or, you know, if someone's been delivered from uh, sexual sin and stuff, then I, I don't want them to be put into any type of compromise. So I just wanted to say that, Sheila, I'll say that on Doug's show, too. So I'm trying to, every time I put up one of their links, but here's the deal. You know, we're talking about what God is doing in exposing everything, okay? And one of my favorite scriptures, Jesus' words, everything Jesus says are my favorite words, you know? But the bottom line in this is that there's nothing that's been hidden that won't be made uh, known or be revealed. So what is the book of Revelation? The book of Revelation is the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ, which God, the Father, gave to his servant John the Apostle on the island of Patmos when John was put into basically total banishment. But that's where the greatest revelation that John came. So, you know, the people, and I got an email yesterday that I want to deal with. It. This is the general thought. I'm sure you get them, too. Why do you people spend so much time on prophecy? It's really not important. You need to preach salvation. Well, when I hear that argument, I know, number one, it's usually juvenile. <laughs> number two, the person that sends it is scared. And number three, they don't understand the most important statement I can make is a testimony of Jesus as the spirit of prophecy. That does not mean that anybody who quotes Jesus is a prophet. It means that because God loves the people he created, he declares the end at the beginning. And that's a context that unfortunately most Christians, and you know this, most televangelists won't teach that beyond a chart form and say, the rapture is coming, the rapture is coming, the rapture is coming. Well, since 1988, okay, there's 28 years where they've been wrong. Now, I believe personally that we will see a pre-wrath of God taking away. But Christians, again, Pastor Langford laid this out, they've got to discern the times, and there's a difference between the wrath of the devil coming down on earth and coming up on earth, and the literal uh, wrath of God uh, poured out against the devil and his followers. And so we are not appointed to wrath. That's a true statement. But the devil makes war on the saints, and that's, that's a very difficult, if you will, concept to handle, because the book of Daniel said it was given to, uh, you know, him to make war on the saints and to prevail. And I asked the Lord so many times, why will you let him prevail? And I, I get the same answer, because my people won't stand against it. If someone asks you that, you can say the same thing, Sheila. I believe that's God's statement, because his people wouldn't stand against it. That's why they're destroyed. I think, you know, people think that that's an emotional destruction. No, it's a physical destruction for lack of knowledge, okay? People can quote authority, spiritual authority, and this and that until they're blue in the face, but before David went up against Goliath, the giant, he knew how to take on the lion and the bear. Most people in this country couldn't take on kittens or uh, dogs, and I mean that not in a sense of just unreasonable. They believe that blind faith is the same thing as active and what I would call integrative faith. In other words, don't go taking on Goliath until you're ready to take on the lion and the bear, and God can show each person what that means. Well, that reminds me, Steve, of the scripture there in Jeremiah 12, 5. It says, if you have run with the footmen and they've wearied you, well, how can you contend with the horses? You know, if you're wearing in a foot race, you sure shouldn't venture into a full-blown speed against that of horses, right? 
Well, right. And I think that's really, Jeremiah, that's really a critical issue. By the way, I quote that to myself, okay? And I want to share something. I quote that scripture, uh, you know, if you've run against the footmen and they've wearied you, how are you going to, you know, run against the chariots with the swelling of Jordan? See, that's why the gifts of the Spirit are so critical. And tell me, Sheila, outside of a few people, do you, and and I'm asking because I don't listen to, you probably listen to more stuff than I do, but how many people are preaching the necessity of fighting God's wars with God's armor, with God's power, and with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You cannot fight a spiritual war in the carnal realm. You can't do it. I'm going to ask you, how many people are teaching that? Honestly, very few. They're not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit either. Remember the scripture, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Steve, nothing gets Christians more stirred up when you talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost being essential, being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Apparently that went out at some point, Steve. That ceased. Yeah, that's convenient. Well, can I tell you something? Again, the reason they say that is because they won't take responsibility. It's kind of like, I know nothing, you know. They don't want to know it because to know it makes them responsible. And so what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that ignorance excuses no man. That's a statement in law, but it's more uh, important now than ever. You know, Sheila, here's something that's, that's astonishing to me, that where we're at in the timeline is just exactly Nahum 3.6. That's the scripture I was looking for, okay? Of the King James. And I will cast abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile and will set thee as a gazing stock. Most of the world that used to see us as one thing, now we've become basically not only a gazing stock, but we've become abhorrent. I think it was on a show you and I did together a couple years ago, Refresh My Memory, where I said, uh, you know, I couldn't get away from it. I heard in my spirit, people can take it to the Lord in prayer, that America will become a hissing sound, yeah. you know, a hissing sound in the ears of uh, the people around us, and also a smell. In essence, we would be held in contempt. And so that's all gone on for eight years, whether people want to admit it or not. Now what do you have? You have the separation of the sheep and the goats. Again, I quote Pastor David Langford, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats. And what I find is there's a bunch of goats trying to pretend to be sheep, you know. If God chose, and I just want to use this as an example, if God chose Donald Trump to grant us a space to repent, to get prepared, and to deal with what's coming upon us and what's coming uh, internally from us, meaning all of the, you know, hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants, who, by the way, will be armed, in my opinion, at some point with all those billion rounds and all the weapons procurements and everything else that's been staged in this country. I've heard people argue. I've heard people claiming to be prophets that he's not God's man for the hour. Listen, nothing escapes the eye of the Lord. Nothing escapes the hand of the Lord. And I've said this before. You've probably said this. It is not men who write the last pages of history, but the God who declared the last pages of history at the beginning of history. That's not double talk. So the deal is, is if God wants to use Balaam's donkey, if God wants to use me, if God wants to use you, and I'm not saying you're Balaam's donkey, uh, one of my friends who used to be an evangelist said, well, I'm just the ass that Jesus rode in on. I said, at least you know who, you know, to put on top of you, meaning as a beast of burden. The thing is, is that it is God's 
wisdom. What does is, what is the scripture say? Here's the thing I think people are, are failing in, and we're failing to appropriate the power of God, the word of God, and the ability to war through the power of God against the spiritual darkness. Listen, I can't cast out the demon of X, Y, or Z if I'm bound by that too. But what happens is when people forget, like in the deliverance ministry, the worst thing somebody in deliverance ministry wants to do is bring a bunch of accusations against others in the ministry and then claim that, well, I've forgiven them, but he's never made it right with them, okay? Because God's word says that if you fail to forgive your brother, you're turned over. So if I cast out 10,000 demons, I'm just using this as an example, yet I've pretty much said everybody but me is damned, well, I got news for you. Basically, I just gave an e-ticket to all the evil spirits that may have left when I was walking in obedience to come back and attack or afflict me. Yeah, that's right. I think we have to be balanced. And I think we can't just get so wrapped up in one area of Scripture that we abandon everything else. It's the full counsel of God that's really important. And never in history, Steve, has there been a time where most of this seeker-friendly church, well, they're not doing spiritual warfare. They're not being taught how to do it. I'll tell you, if we could see in the spiritual realm, wow, I think we'd be very shocked. We really need to be warring in the spirit because I just feel like the Illuminati has something coming out of the gates in 2017. You can just feel it, can't you, Steve? It's like, can you smell what the globalists are cooking? Well, absolutely. You know, can I say something? God gave us a reprieve. We won that battle, but the war is now full score. And let me give you a new term, too, okay? You know, instead of circus ridiculous, I'm going to call it, if you're ready for this, Sheila, Caligula's Destructicus, okay? (laughs) If you know the history of the Roman Empire, Caligula, okay, that's I'm just making the play on words, Destructicus, obviously destruction, the war that he made on Christians was unlike any other. The fact that President Trump is putting people who are Christians, obviously, you know, everybody can, I better not use the B word, complain about Pence, or they complain about this or that, but these guys still quote Jesus as opposed to Muhammad and Allah. And, and let me share to what most people can't grasp. The FBI was repositioned under eight years of making everybody who was a patriot, a homeschooler, a Christian, a veteran, a gun owner, anybody who believed in the Constitution, the Founding Fathers. Remember under the Mayak report that we were all listed as terrorists? Yeah. Now, fast forward eight years, and anybody who's in the alt-media, okay, which you are, which I am, Matt Drudge, the biggest website in the world is, you know, what does that tell you? This is what I, here's what makes me crazy. If anybody would study the history of full-scale communist revolution, they always believe in redirection and attacking those who are making the points. The attack doesn't mean you're missing the mark. The attack means you're over the mark. Let me say that again. The attack doesn't mean that you're missing the mark. The attack means you're over the mark. So let's take Pedagate, okay? And that's what I call it. Because here's the deal. It involves so many people. You know, I understand now the words of Jesus. I'll tell you how I pray. Lord, how, having created us with your heart, how, having created us with the love and compassion, how is it that, God, your people cannot see 
the slaughter in the womb as sacrifice, nor the, the sexual and perverted, literally uh, sexually molesting, raping these children, then cannibalizing them. And she, one of the things I think was a, a call, and let me share this, you know, forget about the messenger, but no one else 20 years ago said, you'll know that we are right in the middle of, and I don't mean the middle of the tribulation, but we'll, we're right in the middle of absolute chaos, World War III, and all hell breaking loose when cannibalism fills the headlines. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing I said is, and when all the volcanoes come alive, this is 25 years ago, okay, I'm 65, uh, I said when they all come uh, active and become uh, alive, you know, at the same time, you better know that all hell isn't getting uh, ready to break loose, or as I say in North Carolina, fixing. No, it is breaking loose, you know. It's like the prepper movement now has gone into hiatus. And yet we have more and more indication that there's total famine. We have the Pacific Ocean in all practicality. God knows the true percentage, but let's say 80% dead. Then you've got the San Joaquin Valley and the weather engineered drought. Then you've got the situation with some of the biggest food suppliers in the United States being owned by foreign uh, interests. Then you've got the water supply, even in the Great Lakes, being claimed by Nestle's Corporation, which is, by the way, one of the biggest corporations in the world. And their arrogant head said, Americans shouldn't expect free water. Well, who the hell does he think he is? Oh, I get it. I know who the hell he is. He's one of their ambassadors. And look, here's the thing. The take-it-for-granted period of God's blessing that has been upon the land will now be only appropriated by the people of God who see who see him seek it. And I want to share something, a good message, a good word. I was reading it in Psalm 37, and, I, and here's, I want to share something that I'm doing now. Psalm 91, you know, everybody knows it, but I'm quoting Psalm 91 and, and Psalm 37, where obviously the psalmist says, I've not seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. God is the provider, and Psalm 37 tells us everything that God will deliver us from. And I have people, well, I don't believe that. And I said, fine, then you will suffer under it. I said, because be it unto you according to your lack of faith, but don't take on the people who already live by faith. I had Henry Groover here two weeks ago now, I guess, and he came in and we filmed him for seven hours, Sheila. Seven hours. And miracle upon miracle. And and Henry will be making that disc available. We're editing it for him. But the remarkable thing is, is that God honors our prayers it just, even when they don't come to pass in our time. Let me say that again. God honors our prayers, even though they don't come to pass in our time. A good example, when Henry was a little boy, he was under a truck. One of his desires was to see the universe, the Milky Way specifically, before Jesus took him to heaven. Well, little did Henry know it would take a car wreck and him literally being dead for 30 minutes with a hole in his head and blood pumping out. I'm sorry if this is graphic, but that's how he described it. And God took him to the Milky Way. He even went past specific stars and planets that didn't exist in theoretical physics. And when he defined them, one of NASA's previous scientists, one of their most famous astrophysicists, basically came and said, this can't be right. This can't be right. Uh, Henry told him he was dead for 30 minutes. A guy pulls out his calculator and said, Henry, you are traveling faster than the speed of light 
because you would only have gotten to Saturn's rings in 30 minutes traveling at the speed of light. Something like that, okay? So Henry's complete testimony. But at the end of the day, Sheila, the gentleman who had said that to him years later when the Hubble Space Telescope went up in the sky, they found some of those very described, if you will, planets and star clusters, etc., that they couldn't see due to the tinge of Earth's atmosphere. Most people have seen some of the stuff that's Hubble, and it's just beautiful, even colors that they didn't know. They always thought that basically, you know, all these things had, you know, primary colors or uh, variations thereof, but the colors that Henry described, and then he was back in his body 30 minutes later. So people can say that didn't happen, but I say this to to point out this, the fact. Don't lose hope in the promises that God has given to you, even if you don't see them now. And, and I want to share this with you. There are so many times I have lost hope, and I have said, God, am I crazy? Now, obviously, my critics would think that, but surely enough, when I think that thought or that thought enters into my mind, somebody will send me an intercessor saying, you know, I was praying for you, and the Lord told me to tell you this. It's never initiating any leading, Sheila. It's only, if you will, putting the signature of a second witness on it. Let me make this clear. God will not tell A something that he hasn't already told you. Mm. If God uses a third party, they will only be bearing witness to what he's already told you or what you've pondered. If that weren't the case, then obviously we'd be subject to every form of demonic manipulation. So when people give people words, they should be very careful to pray, Lord, help me to give a word that will confirm the word you've already or previously given to this brother or sister. That's the safest guard I know. And then the next thing is the peace of God will rule our hearts if it truly was from the Lord. You know, when probably Sheila, let me ask you this. When you've been wrestling with something and something happens and you get peace, you know the difference between what you are wrestling with and the peace of God, do you not? Oh, yes. And if there's no peace, then I usually find it's not God. Oh, absolutely. If there's no peace, there's no God. I saw a bumper sticker one time. It said, uh, no Jesus, you know, K-N-O-W Jesus, or no Jesus, you know. And the bottom line is it's true, and that's that's kind of it, you know. I have been surprised. Some people, oh, you shouldn't be surprised. It was great falling away. Well, look, I've been on talk radio 25 years and, and writing newsletters 10 years before that, so I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm still surprised that a bunch of uh, fanatics that are willing to blow themselves up, put seven-year-old little girls, kiss them and say, bye-bye, uh, whatever the, her name is, and she blows up with a remote detonator. I'm surprised that even that doesn't elicit a response from the majority of that which the world sees as Christian claimants, okay? That's what I'm saying now. Christian claimants versus those who have a profession because they have the Word of God in their possession and they speak it, and the outcome is what comes to pass, okay? Jesus said it, you know. It's not just believing your heart, but it's confessing with your mouth. So somebody says, will you say the same thing? Yeah, because the world hasn't gotten it yet. And I think what's problematic, Sheila, is again that we've got to appropriate a level of faith that can only come from the miraculous intervention of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, but that's what we need to do. Amen. Well, in the level of gull contempt, it makes it kind of easy to get into fear instead of faith. I get that because 
there's so much going on. When you look at the fact that, just take, for example, and you touched on it, the little girls that went into Damascus and blew up the police station. You know, there was a video circulating on Facebook, seven and a nine-year-old little girl, the father strapping them with explosives, waging jihad, because, of course, he says in the video, jihad is the most important thing. Look at the Muslims just this week in that mall that tore down that Christmas tree. Oh, that's offensive. Christmas is offensive. There's never been a time when there's been more gull contempt for Christianity. We're in a complete war. Erase our culture. Erase our Christianity. There's this disgusting Muslim site. It's called Secret Jihadis. It's a social media site. It publishes lists, actual lists of churches, the addresses, where they're saying, hey, you lone wolves, go blow these places up. Can you imagine if a Christian pastor posted on social media, oh, go blow up some mosques? Even those San Bernardino Muslims, they expressed on social media what their intents were. The University of Maryland just came out with this list of demands, and these Muslims want prayer rooms in every college across America. Some of them even want buses 30 minutes away to mosques. These devils come into the West and they want to eradicate our culture, our religious beliefs. That's appalling. And yet Trump is always vilified for saying we need to know who's coming into the country. We don't want another Germany. Embrace multiculturalism. Yeah, that's got Europe really pretty far, hasn't it? You know, Loretta Lynchpin, hey, we don't want to hear any anti-Muslim rhetoric. They don't want to hear a Muslim rhetoric. That's because they're all Muslims. Ash Carter, John Brennan, Loretta Lynchpin, I could go on and on. And of course, they don't want Trump vetting Muslims, and they sure don't want him getting in. I mean, how many times have they failed here with the rigged primaries, the rigged debates, the rigged general, rigged media? The rigged CIA, just on the 19th here, December 19th, you had the whole recount with the Electoral College, a rigged recount. How many times does Trump have to win here, Steve? Well, right. And I think they're not just attacking the message, but they're trying to get the focus off the message and onto the messenger, okay? By the way, I think one of the most brilliant things that uh, President-elect Trump has done is to keep his private security. You tend to live longer that way. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Listen, I'm not a politician. God knows I could be elected to nothing, but the point is, and I don't want to be elected to anything, and God bless those who run and are and love him with all their heart, but I think what's problematic is this, that those Beth Moores and others who are wannabe prophets or secretly telling everybody they're prophet and they've been wrong so many times. And for the record, one more time, Sheila, I wish I never had to say this. In all the years I've been on talk radio, I do not consider myself a prophet. A prophet is a specific ministry gift as detailed in the book of Ephesians. However, the Apostle Paul says that we all may prophesy, that we prophesy in part, let the prophet speak and, another, and the other prophets judge. But you see, the, the word responsibility is really critical here. Simply, because you think you won't be responsible, I'll tell you the most horrid words that can ever be said to any man or woman, and mostly before the uh, great white throne judgment, is depart from me, ye who work law. I never knew you. So when you, uh, you know, these people like whether they're women or men, you know, then that means to me that they are giving their tacit approval to everything that those entities stand for. I'm so sick of the uh, Lucifer embracing doctrines. And I call them, (laughs) no, I can't say that. I'm being kinder and gentler. The (laughs) Lucifer embracing doctrines 
anatomical seating structure, does that sound better? Yes. Of people being more concerned with public opinion and public acceptance, you know, here's the deal. Jesus made it simple. They're either for me or against me. I have broken off friendships of 20 years, and I know that uh, Mario Morales said not to do this, but if the Lord tells you to break it off, break it off, okay? Yeah. If, it's, if it's just over the election, nah. But if it's over a fundamental principle, in this case, you know, a friend of mine who's been a friend for 25 years, a former pastor, he is absolutely convinced that, you know, we ought to go to war with Russia. And so, I, you know, I, I said to him, I said, look, that's insanity. Do you understand what nuclear war is about? And by the way, I did write, you know, extensively about it, about everything, shielding factors. I mean, that, my first survival catalog was 100 pages of nuclear war survival skills. So I, I think I get it a little bit. The bottom line is the smugness coupled with stupidity, coupled with irresponsibility, coupled with jealousy, coupled with apathy. There you have a perfect and purposeful denial of the faith, in my opinion. A perfect and purposeful denial of the faith. So how should we then live, to quote you know, Francis Schaeffer's book? We should live like we are ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and by the way, I got an email the other day. It was funny. You're no real Christian. Real Christians don't do this. Real Christians don't do that. And by the way, it was a nameless coward, okay? Yeah, so here's the thing. I only share this that I've never seen, and let me get your take on it. You're a woman, but you're also not a pacifist. Have you ever seen such a wuss generation, okay, a meow man generation that you're seeing now? Now, even the, even the Muslims are making the statement, you guys can't even reproduce because your fertility factor is so low. And, and they've made the statement, with their women's wombs, they will overcome the West. Well, let me share this. If you plan on, and, and I'm not saying, I, I, I'm just saying this, if that thought process is there and you're teaching little Johnny from the time he's, or little Amir from the time he's two or three to hate Christians and blow them up, and the greatest purpose in life is to become a, you know, a suicide bomber, there is no hope. It's got to change at a fundamental level. And fortunately, you know, some of Donald Trump's appointments are the ones that, oh, you know, the, the entity uh, kicked out of the uh, out of his military, and I'll tell you this: that the idea that is being promoted right now is look. We've we've watched the destruction of the military, and I make this statement. I want to clarify: the head of all the military is the Secretary of Defense. We've seen the Secretary of Defense pretty much under this rule and reign of the Commissar destroy the armed services. But they did it in a different way than most thought. They allowed everything and anything to come in and to pollute the sanctuary, meaning the sanctuary, meaning you could be any form of believe anything in the world, no matter how satanic, no matter how evil, no matter how wicked. But if you were a Christian, you were punished, you were demoted, or you were kicked out, or you were ostracized. And so, and, and I want to make this clear. Uh, Marine sent me an email today and saying, well, that's not true of the Marine Corps. It's not true of the Marine Corps. And God bless the Marines. I mean this. This is not a statement towards the fighting men. This is a statement 
towards the hierarchy, and I think we're up to, what, 420 replacements of uh, generals and yeah. senior-level military and admirals, okay? So do the math, ladies and gentlemen, and then if the Secretary of Defense, and by the way, you can look it up on the Internet, if the Secretary of Defense, I'm saying if, I do not know, and if the head of the CIA, which it's reported that he converted to Islam, and if he's converted to Islam, then he has to believe in jihad, and the CIA is the ones generating under his leadership all this nonsense about the Russians hacking and attacking. It's like someone griping that the Titanic sunk, and they're the ones that blew up the hole in the ship, meaning the WikiLeaks. You see, they changed the argument. The argument is, hey, this has nothing to do with the Russians. This has everything to do with a violation of every national security protocol. You've got foreign agents registered as foreign agents. And by the way, let me tell you this. I've interviewed enough spies. The number one way to compromise a male if you're a woman is with a female agent to sexually seduce. The number two way is if you're a gay man to use a gay double agent to sexually seduce. Now, it's if you're a uh, bisexual or preferably a lesbian to use a lesbian to seduce. It's called a honeypot. This isn't rocket science. So when you have someone who has skirted the vetting of all background checks and even the background checks that said, don't even bother, you see, that's what people don't understand. Security clearances can be granted by those in authority without any background check whatsoever. The thing is, is that we're, we're at a time now where it's coming in all directions. And I don't know what's happening in the geologic realm. I mean, when I say happening, where I know what's happening. I just don't know when the big one happens, meaning whether it's the New Madrid, the Cumbre Vieja in the North Atlantic, or obviously the stuff that's going on the Ring of Fire in the Pacific and California going bye-bye. Like I said, they may have secession at uh, the hand of Almighty God and not just, quote, their new embassy in Moscow. They want to leave. And I'll tell you what's interesting. Did you see that picture, Sheila? And people haven't seen it, they need to see it, of everybody who voted for Hillary versus everybody who voted for Trump? (laughs) Yes, sir, I did. Okay. Now, why that's critical, okay, is the areas that voted for Hillary are the same areas that Henry Groover saw being destroyed, that Dimitri Dudeman saw destroyed, that A.A. Allen. In essence, isn't it interesting that years and years ago, here, here's how I understood God's basis of judgment. And you can see this through history. So as their sin, so will their judgment be. And just as at the mount, when Moses was up, obviously, on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, and, you know, he went to the mountain, the people decided they couldn't handle being at the presence of God on the mountain, so they began to play and obviously build gods and everything. But everybody gathered together in camps. Those, like Joshua and Caleb, and the people that saw beyond Moses' absence, you could even type that as those of us who see beyond, you know, the literal presence of Jesus now, outside the Spirit of God, but looked forward to his second coming. But there came a time when Moses came down from the mountain, and the people paid the price that had gathered together to what? To murmur, to complain, and to build false gods. Well, what have we seen going on all these years in the left, in the radical left? Murmur, complaining, ACL sewage, okay? The ACL sewage has basically had a larger voice than the Christian churches. 
And when I say churches, I'm, I, I, well, let me say this. Bodies of people who are sold out to Jesus Christ, who are taught by a pastor who believes in the errant word of God, who understands he's to you know, basically tend the flock that God's given them and to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We're in a fight. You see, I don't know where uh, CCC came in, Country Club Christianity. I don't know. Because, again, when something is popular with the world or friendship with the world, it becomes enmity with God. But even then, Sheila, people don't believe that anymore. So if they don't believe it, does it mean they are excused from it? On the contrary, they're responsible more for it because we're going to be judged by what we knew and what we didn't do. I'm talking as Christians. Now, for those who don't know Jesus, their their fate is already sealed. Again, I refer everyone to Psalm 37. So as we as we approach this time, and I'm with you, I think the next 90 days are critical. You know, and, and for the record, I didn't get caught up in the electoral scam because I believe God put uh, Mr. Trump in office for God's purpose. I know Pastor Langford used Cyrus, and the minute Pastor Langford used Cyrus, one of the, you know, know everything but uh, affects no one people came on and said, well, maybe he's Nebuchadnezzar. Even Nebuchadnezzar's statement at the end of his reign is he knew that God reigned in heaven, even though he was not a nice person during that time period. He learned the lesson. And isn't it fascinating that the people that I know who were praying on their faces with the tears raining down their faces were calling out to God for his mercy, and God intervened. And yet there are people that would rather have seen Hillary and the immediate slaughter that was going to uh, be brought about. By the way, Putin wasn't bluffing. Let me tell you something about Russian war policy and Russians in general. I am not a Russophile, but I am a truthophile. So if President Putin speaks the truth and uh, the Obama nation speaks a lie, I can identify with the guy that speaks the truth. doesn't mean I endorse him, but I can identify with him. So where we're at in this time period right now is that, can I say something? We're seeing stupidity on steroids. There you go. We're seeing denial unto our own destruction, and we're seeing an absolute contempt for anything that's righteous, faithful, and true in the mainstream as represented even though by what I call uh, the bull stream, okay? The bull stream is when a cow goes to the bathroom in the water it flows downstream. So when I, you hear me say the bull stream, that's what I mean by that. Okay. Steve has a new term, guys, bull stream. That's our new code word. <laughs> and there's a whole lot of it. It's not bad enough that we have all these liberal lemmings to contend with or the cotton candy comatose seeker-friendly emergent church. You know, we have to leave our churches because our pastors don't want to talk about the New World Order because that's just a conspiracy. So we've got all that to deal with. And on the heels of that, New Age is seeping into the church. You've got, for example, Jesus Calling, the number one selling Christian devotional on the planet, Jesus Calling by Sarah Young, that thing is straight out of the Alice Bailey 24 volumes of the occult. And then you've got the Shack movie coming out in a couple months. That thing is straight out of the pit of hell. Absolute doctrines of devils are permeating us. You just mentioned losing a 25-year-plus friendship. Boy, I'm familiar with that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with when you're an awake Christian, you know what's going on. It's very hard to find like-minded Christians. The remnant, I'm starting to think, is smaller and smaller. 
And so when we're getting hit with the kitchen sink, Steve, what should our focus be as we go into 2017 with all the Illuminati plans? God only knows what they are. Total surrender, total reliance, total rekindling your first love with Jesus. Because, look, Jesus is the only one that's going to get us through this. And I want to read this scripture, Jeremiah twelve four through 6. How long shall the land mourn, and the herbs of every field wither, for the wickedness of them that dwell therein? The beasts are consumed, and the birds, because they said, he shall not see our last end. I believe that's the people that uh, want to avoid prophecy, too. If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace wherein you trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the swelling of Jordan? For even thy brethren in the house of thy father, even they have dealt treacherously with thee. Yea, they have called a multitude after thee. Believe them not, though they speak fair words unto thee. Boy, that covers just about everything I said in the show. That's what covered. Here it is, you. It's coming at us from the front. It's coming at us from behind. It's coming at us from the right, from the left. It's coming down upon us. It's coming up upon us from the earth. Coming upon the earth means hearts failing them for fear of looking after those things. So here is the deal. Even the brethren and the house of thy father, that's God's house, and even they have dealt treacherously with thee. Yea, they have called a multitude after thee. That's basically the little helpers that get on what I would call uh, the uh, blogs, blast blogs, and they never want anybody to Jesus. They want to stay anonymous. They want to vent. They're scared out of their minds. They, I, I tell them, I call them, I used to call them this, the baptized and battery acid crew, you know. <laughs> But they should probably try and get, you know, water. And I, I love this. If you speak under any authority of a living God, you're harsh, you're unloving, you're unkind. These are, this is what I get all the time. Or, you know, everybody wants to rewrite David Langford's theology or my theology. Everybody who wants to be a pastor is never called to be a pastor, wants to tell him who's been a pastor for, what, 35, 40 years since the time he was a youth, you know. The only guy I've ever known that's fasted to the degree he's fasted, that's not out of self-righteousness. But the guy is is serious, and God gave him a photographic memory for Scripture. So, you know, he stands different, and apart from those who, you know, well, I think God's calling me to be a minister, to go, and I offended somebody this, to go to Honduras. I said, unless you know, don't go. You're a mean man. Okay, I've seen people that thought they should do this and thought they should do that. You know, here's the deal in the closing minutes. Jesus loves us. And I want to say this about the holiday season. People are fighting more about is Christmas a pagan holiday or should it be observed than they are about the little kids who have been butchered. So I understand the words of Jesus now from his perspective. Suffer the little children to come unto me. You know what? Isn't it sad that we never spoke up? And and some of us did. Don't get me wrong. But as a nation, we let abortion slide. We let child sacrifice slide. And I remember reading a book by Satanists who said the stupid Christians, that's what they called us, you know, don't even realize we're sacrificing their future to our God. 
if it doesn't break your heart that little children are a stolen, kidnapped, sexually abused, mutilated, cannibalized, and by the way, the reason they cannibalize kids and their body parts is because they get that virtue, that life energy. And if they're not cannibalized, uh, you know, orally through uh, devouring them, then their little blood, the blood is drained from their bodies and life is in the blood and they're given infant transfusions. So here's the deal, Sheila. There's never been a time like it, nor will be again, except the days be shortened, there be no flesh left alive, yet for the sake of the elect, the days are being shortened, just like all the revelations now that are coming out of the Antarctic. I remember you and I did a show on Empire Beneath the Ice. People said, ah, oh, that's old news. I said, it will be the headlines of the day. Immediately when I said it would be the headlines of the day on a Sunday, that following Monday, all the big papers of the world started carrying Antarctic news, okay? Here's what everyone has to understand, that there's nothing ever been like it. Please don't let your preps down. Please understand that you're watching the uh, uh, lessening of water availability. I flew when we went down to Tom Horn. And by the way, our, our combined book, By the Grace of God, should be out by mid-March. I'm not at liberty to share yet the title of it, but I think everyone's going to be mind-blown. Imagine this, two people on a railroad track where God says, now I'm going to show you how it all comes together. In other words, I think God in his mercy, and I know in his love, has provided two separate streams that flow into one and become a river. And this river of truth is going to be mind-boggling and mind-bending. It will shake up what the traditionalists, even the lying historians and their lying puppet mouthpieces, it, in essence, it all points to him, Jesus. It all points to the battle that we've been warning about. It all points to the gates of hell being open. And she, I will share this, this is a little tidbit. We dealt with people. We sat face-to-face with a Native American, you know, holy men and elders that are in their 80s, and they talk physically about opening the gates on uh, a regular basis. They told us flat out they are getting the revelation of when these entities come forth and break forth on the earth. So I would encourage everybody to get the movie Unholy Sea. Uh, it's not a sales pitch, but if you understand the Unholy Sea, you'll understand the next one. And as good as the Unholy Sea is, the third installment of True Legends of Series is on my website, truelegendsofseries.com, is so mind-boggling that when we put the pilot at the very beginning that flew out the dead giant from Bagram Air Force Base in you know 2005. By the way, pray for him, ladies and gentlemen. Please pray for the pilot that flew the giant out. He was fired, okay? And gee, it's not tough to figure out why he was fired. Please pray for him. And his first name is Al. He called me the other night. He says, Steve, no matter what it costs, I'm going to stand for Jesus. And people are paying a price for stand for Jesus in our, not just by losing their jobs, the nurses. Pray for every nurse in America. There is a plot, plan, scheme, and snare by the man who broke the news on the red, blue, and green list to take out all doctors and all nurses who don't toe the line. It's called the United Nations Curative Project. Process. The things they hate more than anything are compassion, love, mercy, and concern. 
compassion, love, mercy, and concern. They flat out hate God. And I'm sorry, I'll use that term. People should be more concerned with dealing in a real world than their antiseptic type environment where they think that they can just somehow stay hidden forever, watching whatever's on TV, waiting for Jesus to come at any minute. He's not coming until the time for his second coming is here. And in the meantime, you know, everybody needs to focus on Jesus, appropriate through his word the faith necessary to take us all through. May the blessing of Almighty God be upon each and every one who hears this broadcast. Every corner of the world, stand up, rise up, in the resurrection power of the love and compassion of a living God in Jesus' name. Amen. Perfect way to end the program, Steve. Folks, Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Bookmark his site and do go to truelegendsaseries.com. Check out The Unholy Sea if you haven't. Well, we're out of time, and that's the last broadcast in 2016. We will see you January 3rd, 2017. Hey, and go to weekendvigilante.com, and do not forget, subscribe to my YouTube channel, It's up there in the top right-hand corner of those social media tabs because we've got 25 signed copies of both my books to give away over the next couple of weeks. That's the next eight weeks we're giving 25 signed copies away. So do subscribe to my YouTube. Just go to WeekendVigilante.com. Merry Christmas and God's richest blessings in 2017. We will see you in the new year. God bless you.